All right, welcome to the Really Healthy Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. Got a great show for you today. So too much variety in your diet could be a bad thing? It could be a bad thing. We're going to have to talk through that. Oh, and and uh, actually a low-fat diet is a good benefit to reduce breast cancer. Is that reduce correct? the risk of dying oh. from breast cancer. Oh. There's some really interesting stuff with that, so we're going to get to cool. that at the end. I love it. And then uh, all these crazy workouts like HIT. Some of them are hard on people's bodies. Is there a better solution, something out there that's not so intense? Always. Okay, so uh, you can actually have too much variety in your diet? Yeah, so this is a a thing, and um, I've always been a proponent of variety, balance, variety, moderation, and all things. How many times have you heard me say that? Every day. (laughs) I still believe that. But there's actually, we need to draw a line here because when I talk about variety, I mean in your diet as a whole, like maybe your dinners have variety or over the month there's variety. I actually don't mean variety in a meal. And so when I realize the impact of, okay, so let's say I have a breakfast of just oatmeal, right? Mm -hmm. Compare that to a breakfast with toast, eggs, bacon, fruit, orange juice. Which meal are you going to eat more of? Which meal are you going to eat more? Yeah. Like of those. Same so, amount of calories, but one is a bowl of oatmeal. One's a bowl of oatmeal and the other one has everything all else that, in it. All that. All that breakfast stuff. Which one you get, will you will consume more calories? Um, you would say the, the one with yeah. the bacon, eggs, and everything in it. Yeah. Basically, we're finding out, there's some research, that the more options people have sitting down to eat, the more they eat, right? They, they're they starting to eat more. So if as much as 60% more Whoa. in one study. Are you serious? Yeah, the more variety. And think about it too. The first bite of something is never as good as the last, right? Think about that food and that first bite. You're like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And if you move on to a new food, you keep getting that sensation. Oh. Like, oh, and this is so good. And oh, and this is so good. So there's that issue. And there's another really big issue. I know everyone's going to be like eating the same thing the rest of their life after this See, talk. I'm actually, I'm a person that I like the same thing every day. Okay. Well, I know. Is that, is that a good thing? Yeah. Well, okay. we, I'll get, I'll circle back to that because okay. that is good. Um, but having a lot of options, the other thing it really does to you is it exhausts your willpower. You get decision fatigue. So if you think about it over the day when it, you know, sometimes when I give someone a meal plan, if there are too many options and too many foods, it's like, I I can't even think straight. There's too many options. I'm going to choose the least healthy one. That's what we tend to do. (laughs) We go with the easy, sugary, salty food. So variety in a single meal can be a bad thing. So too many things in one sitting. Um, and maybe variety day to day, you know, I kind of think a really good balance program might be what you say, pick a breakfast and a lunch and be consistent for three to five days. Just eat the same thing, keep it easy, figure it out and eat that same thing. And then make your dinners full of variety, full of color, have some fun, shake up the dinners. That's a, that's one way to not let variety get out of control. When you say you like to eat the same thing, is it dinner too? Is it every day the same? No, it's what you're saying here actually describes a lot of what I f- I do, mm-hmm. I, and I maybe I just do it because you you have given given me meal plans, and there and there's a lot to it, and they're all good. Like right. all of the food in there is good, but I I stick with stuff that I know I can consistently consume. Yeah, because some of it is is a little bit advanced for my, like it, it, the the meal prep may be a little bit too long, and so if for me it's with my schedule, I can I can make sure that I'm I'm making a healthy choice. 
So I do pretty much stick with the breakfast lunch portion is is very similar, similar. but dinner tends to be of of a, a variety. But I also meal prep. Yes. So so it's so I might eat the same thing. For dinner, it's for economical like th- for, for three nights, just yeah. just for the ease of convenience and and all you know all of the the economical issues, as you say, and that that tends to work better for me, and it actually helps it helps me eliminate um like oh I've got to make all of these choices because I, I yeah it gets it, I know it gets overwhelming I find it really fascinating this whole sensory like renewal you know right. with a new a new flavor a new taste and, and you're saying that i'm like yeah I, that's true right I, it's so true and i have i've experienced that a lot in fact i would say that might be the number one thing that leads me to trouble because i've had those <laughs> i've had those meals with like a whole bunch of different um yeah foods and and it's like oh man it's so good i can't wait to get to this part and this part and that part and yes, I have experienced that. And it yes, it has been very detrimental. Yeah. And, you know, I just came up with this tip. This is this is hot off the press. Ooh. But, you know, like at a buffet, when you want to try everything, then just do like two bites. It's really those first couple bites that are amazing. And then it gets boring. Right. So really just say, I love all these foods. I'm going to get like one or two bites of each one and enjoy that first bite. Do you like buffets? No, only because I don't like touching silverware that everyone has touched. Oh, the, so it's it's, <laughs> it's a germ it's, thing. It's a germ thing. Because I I've act, I I know people that say I I actually like a buffet. Yeah. Only because I can. There's certain things I like, and they go. So I know I can get what I like. Yeah. And I'm good with that. And then there are other people like me that this is a buffet. That means you have to try everything, and you have to because it's like all you can eat. And so for me, it's been. All right, let's see how much I can eat here. Right. So buffets are not good for me. Yeah. It's, it's well, a, it's a like you talk about that sensory overload on that. that that's decision just, fatigue. Ooh. Do you think you could try though, like the one or two bites of each thing? Like you don't have to. Sh- you don't have to pile up a big serving. I don't know why we do that. We're just trained. Yeah. We're trained to do that. But why? Why can't we just do a scoop of each thing? You know, maybe I'll go to a buffet. <laughs> and, and I I'll, hope it turns no, out and, well. And I'll try. I'll try that. And yeah, I'll, see if just, it's just maintainable. One time, yeah. And I'll just go, okay, I'm 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 not going to go overboard here. I'm going to just take a small sampling and see where it leads me. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I might be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, bottom line, um it's okay to have a boring diet. And maybe boring isn't the right word. I always call it boring um when I eat the same thing, but it's actually good for you to be boring. A little bit of boring is good. Do you do that? To eat the same thing? Uh-huh. Very rarely. Oh, you do. But I, you, you, I'm you, opposite you're of you. You're a dinner person, though, right? You really. I love dinner. Yeah. I, and I don't plan anything. I don't prep it. I go to the grocery store usually after work, and I see what fish or meat is looking good, and I figure out dinner right there in the store. Do you really? I re- every, most of the time, every night. Yeah. I mean, I've had my eye on halibut all week, and none of it has looked really great. But I'm hoping. I have high hopes for tonight. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I like to see what's in season, what sounds good. Um, what vegetables are looking great at a great price at the supermarket. So I kind of like to go with it. That's where I get my variety. But I am boring for breakfast and lunch. So that's hmm. good, right? Yes. All right. Is hit workouts, are they, are they crazy? Is there a better solution? And this whole diet. Breast uh, cancer. Breast cancer. And low, low fat. fat. Yeah. All right. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Really Healthy Podcast. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. We have a listener's question. Yes, I love these. I love our listeners. They have good questions. They always have good questions. Yeah. They're insightful. Uh, we actually learn things from them. Okay, so this one is actually, my body does not do well with crazy hit style workouts anymore. Right. What are some workouts you suggest? What is a good mix and a variety? Okay. So part of what makes HIT crazy is it's high impact, high intensity, but it's also weight bearing. So it's things like jump squats and burpees and jumping jacks. It's it's activities that are really intense, but you're also getting your weight bearing activity. That's why it's so um, it's a lot done in a short amount of time. Okay, so how do you make up for a HIT workout without all of the impact on your joints and your bones? You can do any cardio activity you want, HIIT style. So you could swim, you could get on a bike, an elliptical, whatever. You can do HIIT on your elliptical, right? So you do 20 seconds, super, super hard, 10 seconds, take a rest. That's a HIIT, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do that on any piece of cardio. But the thing you need to add to balance it out is also do that weight training so you get that weight-bearing exercise. And so you don't ever have to jump again. I'm 43 this year. I'm going to turn 44, and my knees are starting to hurt. I'm getting there where I'm like, hmm, I got to pick that you lower just intensity. Told me how old you are? I know. I'm and fine so, with it. Just so you know, you don't even look close to 43. <laughs> not even close. I usually round it up. I'm like, I'm like 45, and everyone's <laughs> like, No, you're not. <laughs> I've lived over half a century. Okay, well, you're not that much older. <laughs> I'll be there soon. But basically, it hits you really fast. I mean, I know, like hitting my 40s, all of a sudden in my 40s, I'm like, wrinkles, my joints hurt. What? That happened so fast. But it really does. And the truth is, is jumping is hard on your joints. It is. And you don't have to do it. I I loved the, that kind of exercise. It is different for me. And I've found a good balance in this because I do do this cardio hit style on an, on ellipt, on an elliptical. I've mm-hmm. had both of my knees uh, that I've had surgery on that's that happened like in the last two years. Yeah. Played a professional sport for 12 years, never had any injuries, never had any issues. But as I got older, and of course, the weight gain certainly added pressure to everything. It changed how I worked out. But the one thing that I, I, I feel about, uh, uh, certainly about this part of it is don't stop working out. Right. There, there is a modification. There is a solution. I know when when that was if if I got one thing from the Biggest Loser, because I was like, I mean they had people that were severe diabetics, they had major health concerns, they could not get they could and and they got in a pool, yeah, and and or or they did they did exercises where they were just upper body exercises or or vice versa or lower body exercises, but they were having these incredible workouts, and there was never an excuse ever. Yeah. Yeah. Water exercise is really interesting. When I was a punk in my 20s, I had an injury and the therapist was like, well, you need to get in the pool. I was like, I'm not getting in the pool. <laughs> I'm not old. I don't need to do. Anyway, I got in the pool and they they whipped me right into shape. I think my face was red. I was sweating in the pool. Anyway, you can get a great workout anywhere. You don't have to jump. You don't have to do crazy hit workouts. So, Okay. So uh, there's this article in the news. Um, NBC News actually on Women's Health said that low-fat diets help reduce the risk of dying from breast cancer. Right. So here's – this was a really interesting article, and here's what really caught my eye. 
because there's always a study that says a new thing. You know, it's it's kind of conflicting, like, oh, you're supposed to eat full fat dairy. Now it's low fat, whatever. But here's what this study shows is that diet changes the way a cancer behaves or responds to treatment. So what they're saying is that when you eat low fat, and they specifically call out red meat and dairy, like saturated fats, those are the ones that cause the problem. But when you eat a low fat diet, basically your risk of dying goes down because your body responds better to the treatment. So your diet has, isn't that interesting? Because we always think of your diet has an, has an influence on do you get cancer or not. Right. But your diet actually can affect how you respond to that treatment. So I have two real life experience friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, one had had an issue with colon cancer. Another had an issue. I'm, I can't. I'm not sure exactly what the cancer was. Yeah. And they were they were going to their doc. Well, the one guy said, "Wait a minute, you," because they did a colonoscopy and they said they they go, "You've had an issue here. You've had like they said you've had cancer or there's and yeah." But it's 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 benign. It's not. There's nothing there, and he and and he totally changed his diet, and he just did it on his own. He he like intuitively did it, and and it was kind of that same kind of thing. My other friend, and this is a crazy story, where he they basically told him, "You are done. Nothing's going to help you get your affairs in order, and you know, tell your family." Mm-hmm. And he goes, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do? And he and they said, well, you can you can try to change your diet. Yeah. And he did. And so it was about it was so there were certain so it was it was trying to get his body in an alkaline state. Yeah. And and it and he ended up actually which he probably ate more plants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ate more plants. Yeah. That's so, what yes, it always it was, comes it down to, eat thing. more plants. Yes. Um, the other thing that was really interesting here is that the greater your risk, the greater the benefit of making the change. So in this study, when women had four or more metabolic risk factors, such as like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, the risk of dying from breast cancer went down huge, like 70%. I was going to say hugely, <laughs> but went down by 70%. So basically, the more at risk you are, the more you stand to benefit from making healthy diet changes. And and also, there was one other interesting thing. When we call out like red meat and dairy, the study pointed out that it doesn't mean you can't have red meat. It was like instead of eating an 8-ounce steak, you eat a 4-ounce steak. Right? right? That's doable. Yeah. We just eat too much. Yeah, but it, it is fascinating how our diet impacts both our susceptibility to it and our ability to recover, respond, from, respond yeah. to things. Yeah, yeah. Fa- fascinating article. Hey, uh, I just want to remind you really quick that you can go to Instagram and Facebook at the Really Healthy Podcast. Like us, share us your thoughts and ideas. We also have a website, thereallyhealthyshow.com. Go visit it. We have tons of information. Uh, we love your comments. We get great feedback from all the people who, who uh, join us. And we also want you to have a really healthy day, and we will see you later.